Hello, and welcome back to the Point Laugh podcast with your hosts, Skylar and Kaylin. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Story time for the hoes. <laughs> so, um, Kaylin and I have just been playing some gab, some some chitty chat back and forth because, um, I mean, we saw each other briefly since Christmas, but like we were we had a movie to see, and yeah. as we all know, there's no talking at a movie theater. <clears throat> <laughs> As for we those all who should know. For those who don't know, Kaylin and I almost committed a double homicide at the movie theater because dead ass. I'm not gonna... Double. It would have been a fucking quadruple. There were like <laughs> at least four of them. And like everyone always has their like, you know, movie theater, the loud, rowdy stories. But like I've never had four people talk at dead ass max volume laugh point. We went to see The Color Purple and one guy was like, wait, this is a fucking musical. King. One one of them answered their phones. Did you yeah. catch that? Yeah. I'm at the color purple right now. What's up? Yeah. Huh? huh? Like in the middle of the movie. Like it wasn't it wasn't trailers. It was like the movie had started. And like I get it. Like a lot of times the color purple, isn't it? It like it's not my favorite musical. TBH. It is mm, I should I should play that back a little bit. It's not my favorite movie musical. I think it's kind of staged a little awkwardly. Um, there's just something about like when a character is like, like bearing their soul on the stage, you feel it Mm -hmm. more than like in a movie, you know, you can't just have one character singing for the entire time. I mean, they do that a couple of times in the movie, but you have to have something going on in the background. So sometimes it was like an awkward, like, what do we do? This isn't exactly a dancing song. Mm -hmm. So let's just have people doing laundry on beat let's have people in the mines on beat so like i get it like sometimes if you're not into like a musical it can be a little silly but i'm like so this you can call the color purple a lot of things a laugh out loud comedy in the first 10 minutes is not exactly what i would say no the last thing that i would say not at all not at all and but you wouldn't know it because these people were just like it was a knee slapper and a half. We had to move and we could still fucking hear them. We literally got up and and moved. And then this was this was the kicker. Um is the the movie's like almost over. They've been talking the entire time. We moved to the opposite end of like the row. Could still hear them. I even saw the people in the row in front of them like turn around multiple mm-hmm. times and just like we kept staring at them. Yeah, and I went to the coward way out for us to be like, yeah. can you guys shut the fuck up or like go get an AMC member? But like at that point, sometimes they won't fucking do anything. Like, yeah, I. Uh, and why I, should I get up and leave the movie to go track down an AMC it? member of the hopes that they leave and cause even more of a ruckus? Because yeah. they're like, we're not fucking leaving. And but the movie, the movie is almost over i don't know there's probably like 20 minutes left maybe maybe like 30 minutes left of it um and one of them gets up to go to the bathroom and despite us having a ginormous screen at the front emitting so much light Mm -hmm. emitting so much light around the theater um they felt the need to whip out their phone flashlight Mm -hmm. And listen, I don't know these people. Maybe they are blind. Were, yeah, maybe, maybe they were like had vision impairment. Like, I I don't know. I'm not willing to give them any benefit of any doubt. Though. But here was the thing. Here was the thing. It, it, let's say that they had. Let's say that they were visually impaired and like did need the flashlight to see their way out. Um, I 
I kind of doubt it. Um, because they were just flinging the flashlight like all around, like no regard to where it was pointing. Like if you were truly trying to be like subtle about mm-hmm. it and like just putting it at your feet so you could see where you're where you were walking, yeah. would it still be rude? Yes, but it would have been better. They literally did not care. And then I think kind of forgot that it was on and then like eventually turned it off because it was like pointed at us. Yeah. And we literally we all turned to each other. And just I give thought, a shared look. At one point, I was like, oh, thank God, there's an AMC member who works at the... Because that's what they do. They'll get uh-huh. their fucking flashlights and they usher them out. They're like, are oh, you going to have to fucking leave the theater? No, it was just... It was just them. I got rickrolled by a flashlight. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. All that to say, we did not commit a crime <laughs> yet. So that I briefly fun. mentioned this story um to kaylin over message but here's it for the pod so story time for the hose 2.0 it's christmas all right i'm hanging out with family that i haven't seen in a year it's all going i wouldn't say great but like whatever i think people don't know me i don't know these people for some reason all of my christmas like gatherings this year felt like off like because like some people either didn't make it or they were sick or they had other places to go to even my mom had to like not be there for christmas eve so everything was just like weird um, so the energy was a little off. So I'm like working overtime to be like Christmas jester, to be like the most, you know, you know, what's up, what's up with you and making everyone laugh and, and whatnot. And quick lore, quick Skylar lore. My mom had me at like a very awkward time compared to the rest of her family. So there's not a ton of people my age at these things. And if they are like, again, if there is like 25, like people in their early 20s in my family, they have their own shit to do. Like they are not here. So at Christmas, it's just me and either 15 people like 15 years older than me or 15 years younger than me. So I gravitate towards the youths because like I have more in common with like a 10 year old or something than I do like like someone in their 30s talk like who have like kids and like houses and mortgages and in and, and retirement and shit um and i'm not about to go like full podcaster doomsday prepper and be like since two children were mean to me that means their whole generation <laughs> is ruined kids these days Blah. i did get my first taste of kids these days with them though which was a trip so they were going around like offering massages to my family with this like cute handmade menu thing it was really cute i loved it it was like do you want like a five minute massage, like a 10 minute massage and a five minute massage is $5 and a 10 minute is this $10. And they made bank because like rich old people love to give children money. They slayed, <laughs> but they kept saying that they were earning money so they could buy the skincare they wanted because their parents said they weren't going to buy it for them. And they were like really focused on that, that these two wanted to invest in skincare products like retinol and anti-wrinkle creams and in serums and, and eye creams. They wanted these like glow drops from Drunk Elephant and like a few other things that I just like, I can't remember. And this made me a little sad, you know, because these girls are nine and ten. And so I said to them, I was like, your skin isn't going to look that perfect forever. And you don't want to mess with it before it gets bad. You're going to jinx yourself. Like, shouldn't you wait until your skin is bad um, before you start like investing and messing around with skincare? And the nine-year-old looks at me and she goes, my skin is bad. And hey, it's not. Remember what your skin looked like when you were nine? Yeah. It looked like nine-year-old skin. Flawless. (laughs) If anything, she had rosy cheeks. and I was kind of joking around. I turned to them. I was like, okay, my skin is bad. Okay, you don't know what bad skin is yet. Both of their eyes bug out. And they go, okay, wow, your skin is, that's really bad. Do you use skincare? At this point, I'm oh, at a loss for words. And I go, yes. And they go, okay, because it is not working. <laughs> 
They also call me broke and single and and, and sad and fat. But that's not okay. The point that's not here. That is not that is neither here nor there. Okay, the point is these girls are babies. <laughs> like yeah. one just turned double digits this year, um, and they were feverishly trying to get these products that are not formulated nor necessary for their age demographic. And this isn't like makeup. You can put that on whenever. And if you mess up, it's fine. This is chemical skincare. Yeah. You can fuck up your skin barrier if you don't know what you're doing. And I, I'm i going to go ahead and go out on yeah. a limb and say that the average 10-year-old doesn't quite know what they're doing to their skin. They're like making mustard gas. <laughs> Literally, they're, like, they're making potions and just like slathering it on their face. And they're like applying it and like scraping it off with like yeah. a gua sha. <laughs> they're just like... I've seen these things and I don't quite know what it is. So I was going to write that one off as like an isolated incident. Yes, I cried in the shower. This is neither here nor there. (laughs) Like it's like, you know, my internal instinct of like, this is what everyone secretly thinks of you and only kids are brave enough to say it to your face. Not necessarily. But that's like a separate thing. I was willing to just like write that one off. And then I go on TikTok (laughs) these past few days. And this is apparently like a thing Mm -hmm. that Drunk Elephant specifically has started to advertise to preteens. And so people have noticed that their displays at Ulta are getting like trashed because these kids are trying out all of their products all messily and they're not cleaning up after themselves because they're fucking kids and they don't know to do that yet. This is the first time they get to play around with like Uh things of the displays and, you know, like whenever fuck around with them. And this has started... Yet another generation war on TikTok and Instagram where people are like me at 13 versus like 13 year olds these days. And it, it veers more into like self-congratulatory gloating than any mm. sort of sympathy. Like, wow, we were all just so much better and happier back then with our justice, you know, bedazzled tank tops and our soda pop printed nails. And look at 13 year olds now. They're all just like mini adults who want expensive products and Instagram followers. Like someone on Twitter, like posted her daughter's like Christmas list mm-hmm. and everyone and like it was all expensive shit. Like, yeah, it was like, I want Uggs and the, these like, you know, Bella Hadid approved headphones and I want, you know, pink this and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that list went viral with people being like, wow, this generation is like the most spoiled hyper consumer. And I'm like, do you not remember you as a kid, you put the most expensive things on your Christmas list. Cause you know, the uh, you may, you might get one of them. Have a, <laughs> Have I told you about my Christmas list when I was 10? No. So, <laughs> so this is kind of like an ongoing joke in my family. Oh, because, no. Because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> I want a car. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> so I'm 10. I'm 10 years old. One zero. I still believe in Santa. I, I... I am under the impression that there is no budget mm-hmm. because Santa is real and he, he will get me whatever I ask for. Yeah. Yep. So my Christmas list when I was 10 years old consisted of a private jet, <laughs> a hot tub, solid gold bars. <laughs> I think like a limousine. <laughs> like I literally, I literally asked for the most ridiculous things. Mom, Sorry, I'm crying. The, the 
the country of the nation of I Guam. I think I literally asked for like a private island or something like like the most the most ob- obnoxious, <laughs> ridiculous. So now every Christmas, my family is like, "Okay, Lynn, like, what do you want?" And then I'll say it, and then one of my brothers will chime in, and they're like, "Oh, no gold this year." They're like, "Oh, you don't want a solid gold jet." <laughs> So listen, so listen, I understand. I under, like when you think that there's no limit, like yeah. why would I? Frankly, I think I was pretty smart because I was like, because I was like, okay, Santa is real. Like he, why would he have a budget? He's fucking magical. Mm-hmm. Like all of these other 10 year olds are fucking stupid because they're asking for Legos when you could be asking for a private jet. <laughs> it's giving London tipped in. <laughs> And also, like, I don't know. I don't... I feel like that's the difference between, like, when, when you become an adult. Like, your adult Christmas list is, like, this is things that I would genuinely want. Yeah, a blender. and A blender. A vacuum. And if you don't receive it for Christmas, then you just, like, fucking get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, as a kid, you did not expect that you were going to get everything on your fucking mm-hmm. list. You just wrote down whatever the fuck you wanted. You were not... Ex- if you wrote down your Christmas list with, like, a hundred things on it, you were not expecting to get a hundred things. No. You were expecting to get... Hoping four, mm-hmm. maybe, if everyone just, like, you know, pulled their money together. But... I don't know. It was just a general that like stupid generational war of like, wow, 13 year olds want like influencer backed shit and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And that just kind of got me thinking about tweenagerhood. Mm-hmm. And what kind of isn't a thing anymore. And so I was like, OK, I'm going to make this episode about like that, about like where where are the tweens? Like, where are the culture? Where's the culture that, you know, can foster us, you know, the tweenagers? And then I tried to look online about it for like articles and and references and stuff. And most of it was, again, you know, mean spirited us versus them, like commentary skits about how like girls today are so vain and bitchy. Mm -hmm. And we were all sparkly innocents who like loved our neon braces and Maybelline Dream Matte Mousse. And there are some articles and conversations that are going on about like teens, how teenagers aren't really allowed to be young and are encouraged to like become adults in appearance and in their actions much faster than than they probably should. But I couldn't find much about how tweens Mm. have kind of disappeared in our current like cultural zeitgeist, which I think is telling, but there isn't even enough like to be written about that they're just so overlooked. They're like the middle child of the generations and like that age of like nine to 12. You are not a little girl. You're you're not a teen. You're tw- that that tween idea, that like pre teenager phase where you're like you're still a baby, but you're not a teenager. Your interests are just starting to expand beyond like that classic little girl stuff. And if teens as a generation are growing up too fast, then tweens is just like a cultural concept that I feel like I've just been officially retired. Mm-hmm. And I think this problem actually kind of goes hand in hand with the death of the teenager because before that slope into adulthood for for girls was more noticeable because you saw every stage of it like you saw the transformation from little girl to tween to teen to like young adult but if there's no teenagers then there's no transition from little girl to teen anymore it becomes a transition from transition a transition from little girl to just full adult yeah i feel like that's going to cause more alarm bells to go off by like they're acting so gr- they're not they can't even act like 16 year olds anymore i i i i don't know if you will go into this at all mm. so feel free to cut me off and be like <laughs> you have just been. wait <clears throat> just <Cut> wait <laughs> but i I feel like what is happening right now online with like so many because I've, I've, I've seen the videos that you're talking about where people are like, oh, my God, like, can you believe these people are like so obs- these kids are so obsessed with like their $40 drunk elephant. Like, what mm-hmm. do they need this for? Um, I feel like people forget what it's like to be that age. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so long ago for most of us. Like, what? yeah. 
And I, I think it's ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was different for like millennials and other generations. I can say for my generation specifically, and maybe this is just a, a me thing, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this, this, some of my, my friends at the time, like were also kind of like a victim to this. I grew up in like the YouTube era mm-hmm. and I feel like tweens nowadays are growing up in the TikTok era, yeah. which isn't completely dissimilar. Mm-hmm. And I know when I was that age, when I was like nine to 14, I was obsessed with YouTube and I was obsessed with beauty gurus. I was really heavily on like the beauty side of YouTube. Mm -hmm. Why was I on the beauty side of YouTube at nine years old? I don't fucking know. But I was asking for like MAC lipsticks. Mm -hmm. I was asking for Sephora gift cards. I was asking like, we we are not dissimilar like i was also asking for high-end makeup products that my fucking naked eyeshadow palette that i still use that i'm wearing right now (laughs) i have had since i was literally 11 like that thing is a decade over a decade old and i like i still have it like what was i doing with urban decay at 11 years old (laughs) i don't fucking know yeah i'm like but it was fun and i liked it and guess what i still use it um but i i don't know i i in in defense of the tweens, mm-hmm. in defense of the tweens, um, I feel like a lot of people just forget what it's like. Because, I mean, think about, like, 13 going on 30. Like, yeah. that's such a thing when you're that age is you are just so sick of not being taken seriously and you mm-hmm. feel like you're growing up and you're starting to kind of, like, get, like, crushes mm-hmm. and, you know, like, feelings for, for people and, and, like, you you want to be an adult so badly. And I think that that has happened with every generation, Mm -hmm. but it probably just shows up in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think this is how it's showing up among tweens of like the current generation. Um, All of that being said, I do also think there's definitely iPad baby syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of iPad baby syndrome going on. Um, but also we were all fucking annoying when we were that age. Like, yeah. sorry, you were not some perfect angel princess when nope. you were 12 years old. You were fucking annoying and no one wanted to be around you. No, nope. I'm kidding. She's right. No, she eats. She ate. But, Can I bring on my issues list again? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was putting makeup and stuff on my list when I was that age. Like I, so I don't really fully understand all of the criticism Mm -hmm. that like tweens are kind of getting and like how all of these adults are like, well, my childhood was so much better because I really got to be a kid. And it's like, but did you? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that has always been a thing of when you are in that category of nine to 13 or whatever, you want to be older than you are. So then you act older than you are. You do certain things that are older than like that are for a different age group Mm -hmm. because that's how you want to be. That was me going to the mall and wearing um, like, I don't know, a a, a skirt and like a cardigan or something (laughs) and being like, Oh my God, I'm so sexy. And it's like, girl, you're 11. And then being like, mom, can you follow us? Like, like, don't like, don't like pretend like you're not with us. Like everyone knew, everyone knew (laughs) that you were an 11 year old and that was your mom walking a (laughs) hundred feet behind you. Like you weren't fooling anyone. But I, so that's, that's my defense of, Mm. of the tweens. Anyway, I'm sorry. No. And I think you like, you're so right. But I think another thing too, in kind of relation to the iPad baby syndrome is I remember when I was younger, I would want so fucking badly. I would want to wear fishnets. I would want to like have that Tumblr aesthetic. And my mom said, no, Mm -hmm. they're like, that is not, you cannot wear that you are not old enough yet to wear that. And so I didn't. Yeah. And so that's like another thing of like, people are just like, sure. Like, I don't care. Like, it's like kid, 
nine-year-olds don't have a ton of disposable income. Who's buying them their shit? Who's letting them use their money to buy? And like, whatever. I'm not about to be like, parents these days need to restrict their children's like self-expression if that's how you feel comfortable whatever but i think that's another reason why people are like it might be a sense of jealousy honestly mm. that like modern parents are like fine you want to dress growing up go ahead and people are like what mm-hmm. i wasn't allowed to do that i had to wear a cami under all of my low-cut tops i had to like i had to fight my mom at Coles about what mm-hmm. i considered grown up versus what she considered to be like good enough for church and they can just fucking wear whatever they want that's not fair mom mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like no probably not and for me like personally when i think of like tweens like, I associate tweens with aesthetics that do not exist anymore. Like, I associate it with Claire's... Remember Libby Lou a thousand years ago? No. Oh, it was, like, right at the at the end of the early 2000s. That was, like, more like when I was a kid. But I remember all, like, the promotional materials were, like, for, for, for tweens. Justice. Other stores that were, like... They were too sparkly and childish for, like, actual teenagers. But mm-hmm. they were inviting to girls who were, like, just starting to come out of that, like, itty-bitty little girl style. Um, it was a good in-betweener. Of a, of a store to, to, you know, buy all your clothes from. Those stores are just not a thing now. But more than that, that tween demographic isn't really a thing now because 10-year-olds want to be like 16-year-olds. They always kind of do. I, I, it's never like, the, I want to be 30. You don't. You want to be 16. Mm-hmm. In your head, because you see like, you know, all these TV shows about kids in high school. Like you think high school is going to be where clubs happen. It's going to be euphoria. Where is the Molly? <laughs> like you want to be 16. And so 10-year-olds want to be 16. Of course they do. So they emulate what 16-year-olds are doing. But our 16-year-olds want to be 22-year-olds. So they're copying 16-year-olds who are already acting older than they are. So now you have tweens, teens, and young adults acting or trying to act exactly the same in both mannerisms and like lifestyle and fashion. Mm -hmm. And I think that's causing more alarm bells than usual. Because like, it's not, again, like you were saying, it is completely not a foreign concept to like want to be older than you are. But like the the end goal or like the goalpost of where you, what you wanted to do or what you wanted to look like when you were 10 has changed. But like, who do you want to emulate now? People even older than that. So it's even more jarring to see like, 10 year olds want to be like early 20 something influencers because you're like whoa it's already like whatever if you want to be someone like six years older like go off and have fun like Mm -hmm. with your teenager like influencers on youtube and stuff like they might be late teens early 20s but it just i feel like the the difference is more egregious when you see like kids that are younger and younger trying to be like people who want to be older and older because if you're older ish in youtube and you know tiktok and other influencer spaces the more money you have so that could also be a reason people were like, um, I don't know if that's right. And I was trying to think of like, where have the good tweens gone and where are all the tweens? <laughs> and I think there are about three main reasons for this, but it's more of like a cause and effect thing rather than like, it's this and this. It's more like, it's this because of this. And then because of that, it's this. One, where is a tween or teen to even go in this world? The title of the article is We Need More Public Space for Teen Girls. Here's the quote. Where aren't teenagers seen as invaders? They are too big, too loud, and too old for playgrounds, at least in the eyes of parents. And they are too young, too loud, and too broke for restaurants, bars, and stores. Bars. (laughs) The problem is magnified for teen girls who, surveys show, are less likely to use the basketball courts and skate parks intended for adolescents, and they run the risk of harassment or worse when they appear in adult spaces. So what do teen girls want? Many say they want hangout spots with cozy round tables and art or games that foster interaction. 
not necessarily competition. They want gyms and roller rinks and skate parks where they can try and fail without judgment or cat calls. They want to listen to music outdoors without having to pay for a festival ticket. Making space for girls means rethinking which age groups need to swing and climb, how to encourage physical activity and not just playing a sport, and how to make a safe, sheltered place for outdoor conversation, according to surveys. Mm -hmm. That was the end of the quote. So, yeah, we have no spaces to foster teens or tweens. Those aforementioned stores like Justice and Claire's. Claire's are still around. They're so expensive. And, like, you know, what's the point? But to get to those places, um, malls are dying. (laughs) Malls are dying. Outdoor spaces are urbanized. Um, It's becoming less and less, like, places that are available for them to safely hang outside or anywhere near their friends. Um, And then even if you didn't want to hang out at the mall, like, or maybe the movie, they don't have money. Or cars to get them places like, you know, if you're a tween, you have to get a supervisor, you have to get money. And, you know, sometimes like we were saying with our previous episode about disposable income becoming less and less, a lot of it is just like, can't we just like stay at home? Mm -hmm. Like, where can they go? Where can tweens go outside of school where they can even find community? Correct. Ding, ding, ding. It's the fucking internet. All the problems (laughs) with the internet. It's always the internet. Holy shit. The internet was such a fucking mistake. It was a mistake. So a couple things about the internet and like, I feel like this was all leading up to like, of course, the internet is the cause of this. It always is. But a couple things about this. Number one, the internet has killed cringe. It's killed it. The internet is forever. That's like what they kept saying at like every school assembly, every like whatever. They're like, the internet is forever and like whatever college and Mm -hmm. and whatever. We are all being filmed. Especially if, like, your parents want to be, like, want to have, like, the cool next viral video. If you're, God forbid, your mom was, if my mom was on TikTok, it'd be over. My mom was already on Facebook, embarrassing the fuck out of me. And the only reason, like, the only way that she could embarrass me through Facebook, if people were already her Facebook friend, she wasn't, like, making Instagram reels in the hopes of, like, being, like, a, like, a viral video or whatever. And, you know, versus, like, you know, newer parents of, parents of tweens are more, like, around, you know, parent influencers or, like, you know, even... You just film your kid doing something fucking stupid and you can it can go viral like crazy. Um, so they're all probably fucking being filmed every day. There's a new like minor, you know, that's shown in like a Twitch streamers cringe compilation. And in general, tweens and teens, but tweens especially don't want to be embarrassing. All teenagers want to be considered cool. That's just in their fucking human nature. It's in all of our human nature, but especially if you're like a tween or a teen, you're like, you do not want to seem uncool. You want to seem cool and popular. But it's more ruthless now because, like, you risk mass humiliation if you fail. Like, this is, like, a thing on TikTok where people just film kids at their school that they think their outfit is stupid. They'll just be like, oh, my God, look what blood wearing. Like, they really thought they ate. And then the person who filmed, who, like, was wearing that response to that video being like, can you get a life? Mm-hmm. I was wearing, like, a clip-on tail to my belt at school. Can you, like, hop off my dick? <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's, like, a thing. It's, like, a real thing where, like... It's not just like at your school, you can like, you know, point, point and laugh and shove in a locker. But like you can, <laughs> it can go past mm-hmm. your bubble and you can get like humiliated on a mass scale, you know, and your video that you made on TikTok ranking the ships of your favorite TV show went viral and everyone thinks it's cringy or like you doing cosplay of your favorite anime. Now you're in a Cody Co. turn out to cringe compilation. Mm-hmm. Like the internet is ruthless and you being too enthusiastic can easily make you an easy target. Like, I feel like every time I go online, there's like a mean section of Twitter or it's mostly Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. It's mostly Twitter where there's like a new punching bag of the day and sometimes they deserve it. But most of the time it's just someone who's really enthusiastic about something. They're really enthusiastic about public libraries or they're really enthusiastic about like making really good coffee. And everyone's like, 
it's kind of cringy because they're enthusiastic mm-hmm. and they're not afraid of cringe and they're not afraid to be like completely open and vulnerable and transparent on the internet, which is like mistake number one. And like you're saying, tweens are cringy. <laughs> That's how nature designed them. And when you think about like the nostalgia of our, you know, tweenagerhood it, compared to now, is it like they aren't, tweens now aren't given the space or the freedom to be embarrassing which is the cornerstone of childhood. And I, in my personal, whatever, I'm not about to like, in my psychologist opinion, putting on like my therapist glasses, but like the ability to put on different personas and to like figure out your personality, which jokes land or whatever, which, you know, teenagers are embarrassing. And if there's no safety to have an awkward phase, there's no safety for your makeup to look bad. I feel like a lot of people always go to, especially when it's, you know, tween girls, they always talk about the makeup thing where it's like, oh, in my day, we just like caked on our makeup. We didn't care how it looked. I'm like, yeah, because who was taking a picture of you? I mean, depending, most of it, it's always millennials. Who Millennials, you need to fucking stop with the generational wars. You were losing. But it's always fucking millennials that are like, I just slathered on my dream matte mousse and my blue sparkly eyeshadow mm-hmm. and my like, you know, bright pink like lip smacker. And I'm like, who was taking photos of you in 2007 and posting them? Who was? And it's also like, why were you doing that? Because it was cool at the time. Yeah, literally. It was the style at the time. It was the only makeup that your mom allowed you to, mm-hmm. you know, to wear. And you were starting to get self-conscious about your skin. But like in the absolute over, you know, access of how many tutorials and however many, you know, things there are out there, how to look better and how to do your makeup better. Yeah, people are going to want to start getting all the bad makeup tips out of the way so that, by, you know, you can get better faster. There's less you know, margin for error for bad appearance when your appearance can be like Pinterest curated now and it can get posted. And it's, you know, honestly, it's like when we were bad at makeup, I feel like in in middle school, they're like, yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) I'm not expecting anyone to be like professional makeup artists now because like we're all like nine to 14 who gives a shit. And also like, so they didn't watch enough like Nikki tutorials on YouTube. Who cares? But now it's like, if you're still bad at makeup, what's your excuse? <laughs> like there's there however many TikToks and and Instagram and and YouTube, I feel like every time I say those 3, I feel I feel so fucking old. But how many tutorials are there about how to do like a better base and how to do eyeshadow and you still don't fucking know? That's a, that's a skill issue. And I'm like, yeah. There's no yeah, there's just no safety to have an awkward phase and it's safer to act cool if you're acting older. So that's why every like teenager just copies someone that they watch or they follow or they want to be like. Again, this is human tween nature. Mm-hmm. Being yourself is embarrassing and potentially threatening. So it's easier if you just like put on a facade. And now with the internet, there's just so many facades to choose from. You don't always have to like invent, you know, from a book you read or like a TV show you watch. You don't always have to act like Elena from The Vampire Diaries. You can act like a thousand other influencers that you watch. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to like slip into a persona of some kind when you're constantly surrounded by different options for personas and i feel like kind of like how the 90s as a generation were about like rejecting that color and happiness of the 80s and everyone's grunge and you know happiness and and optimism was out and grungy pessimism and who cares was like in the 2020s look like they're about rejecting the color and the like xd lol randomness of the 2010s and early 2000s and a little bit of that like pandemic like spurt where everyone was in their homes and going crazy because mm-hmm. that's when I like did my like hyper colorful like 
graphic, you know, graphic eyeliner and you're just be crazy. You're inside. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And I feel like now that we're coming out of the pandemic and now it's cool to be like, no, 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 no. All of that was embarrassing, actually. And now it's safer to be like rejecting all of that. It's all about minimalism and like the yeah. clean girl look. The most like... popular room color for little girls right now is gray. That's so sad. That's what I'm saying. Like, because that's... What happened to turquoise? <laughs> teal. Teal. Zebra print. Yeah. <laughs> Hot pink and zebra print. You guys are like, it's just safer to be yeah. minimal. You know, not and if you have a face, to kind of keep that to yourself. And like, it's just a bunch of people trying... It's just little girls trying to be cool girls, which I'm like, I don't see that as like bitches. <laughs> like, I'm not about to look at a nine-year-old and kick them. I'm no. about to be like, that's sad. I am sad. Mm-hmm. And also feel like the type of internet that I we were surrounded with has also changed. Like, I was allowed to be a cringy teen because I chose Tumblr as my social media platform. And Tumblr is a faceless website. You can be completely anonymous on there if you truly want to be, which, you know, of course comes with its own dangers. But I was free to just get red in the face about Glee and Doctor Who and pronoun discourse and Steven Universe because my avatar was Hermione from Harry Potter and nobody knew my real name. And it's not just like Tumblr, though, like back, I feel like back when we, you know, the internet was kind of our playground, um, social media could be more faceless than it is now. Obviously, you still had like your on-screen influencers, but like if you, the internet was just more lenient too. if you didn't actually want to show your real face, like Mm -hmm. animated avatars were more like, yeah, you don't actually want to show you because we were, you know, still being brought up on the whole, like the internet is forever. Your college might get ruined if, you know, whatever. And, but I feel like now TikTok especially has normalized putting your face next to your opinion same with instagram reels you know and i feel like streaming is one of the few places right now where you can be faceless or have an animated avatar to maintain some levels of privacy but it's so much harder to walk away from that i could say honestly still some like whatever trying so hard to be a social justice warrior as i could in like my early tweens because i had a nameless avatar and i could get all that out but like now if you're like 12 you have to get like get ready with me and like you're on camera you are on camera putting on like with your little rollers and you're nine (laughs) you're like talking about your dyson air yes and like you're talking you're putting on your like you know you're you're putting on your bronzer drops next to your like Mm -hmm. puff up like moisturizer thing and you're putting it on you're talking about like school drama and all the comments are like oh my god kids these like there's way more danger with having your face associated with your words and your voice than i feel like it was when you know we were tweens you were allowed Mm -hmm. to have that and again, like, I feel like the overall dangers of putting yourself out there as a, you know, potentially not mean person on the internet is just the dangers of that are really high. There's way more chance for, like, it just to go vi- so viral past your control for you to be, like, really geeky and enthusiastic about something. And I, re- I remember, like, people were freaking out about that, like, yeah, she made a funny noise, but there was a um, cosplayer. I think it was like My Hero Academia where she tried to get like, she dressed up as like the frog character from that character. Mm-hmm. Character, oh my God. The frog character from that anime dressed up in cosplay. And she was like, cute? I'm not cute. And everyone's like, this is the cringiest thing I've ever fucking seen. I'm like, that girl is 13. Yeah. <laughs> Look me in the eyes and tell me, oh my God. Look me in the eyes and tell me you didn't write anything cringy at 13. But it didn't go millions and millions of views. And now everyone thinks that you're cringy and embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Which I also feel like why like young bullying is on the rise. Because then you could be like, to to be cringy is more of a social like faux pas than it is to be like mean. Mm-hmm. and Because then, yeah, I don't know. That's just me projecting. I feel like, I don't know. It's it's always easier to, to be closed off and be like, mm. and to be like sarcastic and 
feel like you're above it all versus to actually be like authentic. Yeah, no, no, definitely. <laughs> Ugh. And I don't know. I feel like the internet has also made the world just seem so much more dangerous for parents. So no way are they letting tweens out of their sight for any period of time outside of school. There's no dropping them off, you know, at a mall or the movies. Even like you were saying, walking behind 100 paces. They're like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. You know how easy it is? Mama bears. I almost had a crazy encounter where we almost got sex trafficked. All right. This guy asked me if I was using my cart after I... I grabbed my mace and I was like, back off. I am armed and ready to defend myself. Mama bears had to be so careful out there with our little ones. All right. I just want full mama bear. Like, no yeah. way. No yeah. way are you allowed. And like, I don't know. I feel like it's also kind of like a water is wet thing to be like, when you leave kids alone, that's when they can develop a personality. And if you don't leave them alone, they're constantly under a supervised state where they're kind of not allowed to gain a personality. They're allowed yeah. to operate underneath the confines of a watched state well like you're not allowed to develop your own interests and like your own passions and and all Mm -hmm. of that and like outside of you know for the long like the longest time i my personality was the things that i could consume because i wasn't exactly allowed to go out for any long periods of time so the personality that i had was what i watched i was doctor who i was harry potter i was sherlock i was i just was glee for a long time because i wasn't allowed to get like a personality outside of the things that i could consume which brings us to influencers i feel like influencers it's so easy to point and laugh at this like amalgam when i just say like influencers as a giant like umbrella term and like you were saying they have been a thing for a a while like they were a thing when we were tweens but i just feel like they're just so much more of a thing now because they're not just on one platform it's TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. It's podcasts. It's fucking everything. Yeah. Everybody is susceptible to advertising, but tweens even more so. Do you know how many, again, we were saying the the advertising works so well on us. We would cast such a wide net for wish lists, only hoping to get like one or two of them or whatever. But we would want all of them. Kids, like even kids, like little kids. Do you think I like wanted all the you know, toys. Do you think I wanted like flubber or whatever it was? They're like floam. It wasn't flubber. It was floam. Do you think I wanted floam? Do you think I wanted the, the, the um, Fushigi ball? <laughs> yeah. Do you think I wanted the, the Marie, the, um, or something Crocker, like cake pin where it was like a dome in the center where you could put like ice yes. cream. Yes. I had, I I had no need bake, for that, but I was like, need <laughs> add to cart immediately. You're immediately. like, things make sense now. Yeah. <laughs> the patterns were, were, the seeds were planted years ago. And like, how? The kinetic sand. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, just add so another much one. Of it. There's like the, the perfect burgers every time. Because yeah, there was like the, in the burger molds. Why did I need a George Foreman grill? <laughs> why did I need the like, um, like, uh, uh, like shades for the patio? <laughs> But I, I wanted it. I did I not have it. a patio. <laughs> and like, how often have we talked about parasocial relationships with influencers? How often on this podcast? Every fucking episode, it feels like. And that shit is hard to untangle when you're a full grown person. But when you're nine, it's so over. Yeah. Oh, it is so over. This person tells you to buy this, you buy it. They say to do that, you do it. Mm-hmm. Say this, they say it. Mr. Beast does something. <laughs> buy your V-Bucks now, stands. <laughs> These, like, and these tweens are also physically spread out and isolated from their peers, probably some lingering effects from COVID, mm-hmm. from the pandemic. And they're probably starting to disconnect from their parents now. It's about that time when, like, you're starting to, like, detach yourself from, like, your mom and dad as, like, 
the only source of news and the only source of like a worldview and you're starting to like maybe turn against them as like your first ever opponents for like you know opinions and stuff and so yeah you're all in like who else do you have to talk to other than like you know your family and the people you have from school and in their free time they'll turn to their celebrities and the content that they consume to kind of dissolve into and this is not new of fucking course it isn't i had teen girl magazines telling me what was in what was out which celebrity looked fat in her size six jeans mm-hmm. and like those have been around since the 40s remember we were watching priscilla there was like elvis was on all those fucking magazines and all, probably all of them was like all right nine-year-olds drink lemon water to lose weight <laughs> here's a pack of camels (laughs) (laughs) doctor approved yeah but again there was that level of disconnect that you could have between like the magazines tv whatever it was the radio from the 40s because you could turn it off and you could have that like yeah like enough magazines it's time for the dinner table like you Mm -hmm. could separate that from your life depending on how like everyone's like advertising is now in our homes with the tv but you could shut the tv off there wasn't a permanent tv always on in your pocket all the time especially if you are younger and you have had ipad baby tendencies to just retreat into your device whenever you got bored and the inability to get bored and the second you turn on your mini computer it's advertising speaking of (laughs) christmas and going home for christmas (laughs) um i uh, when i went home for the holidays my um stepmom has nephews who are all i think the youngest one is maybe five and the oldest one just turned 12 i think um and literally i i was like at at their house and it was it was dinner time whatever we were kind of eating dinner at a separate table and the kids were at like their kid table there is a tv inside the cabinet and all of the kids are just sitting eating dinner watching some random like youtube videos that are like super high contrast and like Mm -hmm. very like oh yeah yeah like very very meant to for like a short attention span and they're literally all just sitting there watching this YouTube video instead of like interacting with their siblings. Mm-hmm. And like not 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 to be that person that's like kids are so glued to their devices because like they do interact in like outside of that and other things. But like, I don't know, I feel like dinner time is really kind of that time that historically has been reserved for like family time. Like you're all sitting at the dinner table with your family, the devices are put away and that's your time to like talk and kind of reconnect. How was school? fine mm-hmm. how like you know even yeah. if even if all you're saying is fine like you're still connecting with your parents and your siblings and it was kind of jarring to just like look over and it's like no they're all just glued to this youtube video Same. and like not interacting and just eating their dinner that likes those seven like tiny itty bitty kid cousins i'm like oh this is the kid table and they're all looking at the tv and i'm like all yeah. right i guess we'll all just watch paw patrol it's why am i still down here i don't, <laughs> they don't know, know where to put me <laughs> It's just so weird. And I, I you know, I, I don't want to discredit the challenges of being a parent, obviously, because I mean, I, there's a reason why I don't want to have kids. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's, an, it's incredibly difficult. And it's like, no matter what you do, you're doing it wrong. And I, you know, I, I, I totally understand that. But I do also think, un, unfortunately, in this era of technology, it's like, well, if you're limiting your child's screen time or all of all of these things, then they're throwing fits because, well, yeah. my friend gets to watch TV. Whenever I go to so-and-so's house, like we get to watch mm-hmm. YouTube videos while we eat. Like, why can't we do it here? And then you become like the enemy of your child because you're not allowing them mm-hmm. their like screen time during dinner. 
And there, you know, there's obviously no winning, but I, I do think, unfortunately, a lot of parents have resorted to just like putting a screen in front of their kids to so that they don't have to deal with entertaining them, which I get because it's, it, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. But also, there are like, real impacts to their development when you're doing that and it's um it's good that you like mentioned that because like this idea of like oh we could do it so like how often when we were like tweens did we ask for something and our parents were like no you're not fucking getting that you're like oh my god everyone has one yeah me with an ipod like, I want mom, an iPod literally so everyone has one and my mom would go everyone everyone has one and i'd be like at school that you're like yeah that's what i thought not everyone has one when you are nine and you go and everyone you do see it looks like everyone has a tiktok shop thing yeah your everyone gets bigger it's not just people at school it's the people if you scroll endlessly on tiktok and how many people have that fucking stanley cup that's yeah. <laughs> like you see all these videos and like yeah it's you can point point and laugh at like you know this the stanley display and you see this like these this <laughs> this group of women trampling you know through target to get mm-hmm. to them but like people are like yeah some of them are moms and some of them were like little girls and it's like yeah because their everyone is bigger how much more impressionable are they for marketing when it's not just like the people at school but it's their influencers and it's not just their influencers it's it seems like it's everyone mm-hmm. because algorithmically tiktok is like this person wants to buy this stuff so then to them they're like no mom it's more than i need this to be i need this to be popular i need this period because i feel so fucking left out right now because it seems like everyone when i look on my phone has things that i don't have mm-hmm. and that taps into that need to be liked that need to be popular and i feel like if, if the the fomo of a nine-year-old i wouldn't wish on my worst enemy yeah the fomo of a tween it's over i can't imagine and then like to kind of go on like algorithmically like approved content for minors isn't as popular with actual kids anymore like yeah you can have like you know youtube kids on what does that do and also like nine-year-olds your tweens don't want to watch youtube kids like they don't want to watch like someone be like they don't want to watch cocomelon not Mm -hmm. necessarily they want to watch like mr beast they want to watch their their pewdiepie exactly they want to watch whatever it is that they want to watch that isn't necessarily under the youtube kids umbrella even if youtube kids as an umbrella isn't a perfect system either there are some like you know parody videos that youtube thinks are under youtube kids so they just put it under youtube kids because it's animated that's like a big problem right now i know with like a lot of my um animation content creators that i follow is they make just because they make animated videos youtube is like oh this is for kids we'll put this under youtube kids there is a like a like a section where it's when you're uploading a video and it's like is this for kids is this for not and you as the original creator can say no and then that doesn't stop someone from re-uploading your video on their channel and saying yes because Mm -hmm. they see like animated thomas the tank engine and they're just like oh i can make like a quick buck at youtube kids because this whatever they don't know that that's a parody of thomas the tank (laughs) like and he's saying fuck and you know like you know being uh, making sexual jokes because it's for adults Mm -hmm. whatever a lot of videos under YouTube kids aren't like perfectly whatever. But outside of that, like, you know, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, those giant like media companies that used to like rule children's entertainment or like tweens entertainment, they have to fight the internet just as much as they do other streaming platforms because cable is dead to keep kids' attention. Like kids kind of pre this level of social media would see characters from their shows maybe like wearing outfits or having like dream bedrooms that they could base their style off of. Carly Shay's bedroom from iCarly, 
Yes, please. <laughs> Give me a catalog with Carly Shay's bedroom, please. I will circle it like the American Girl catalog. Yeah. I will want all of it. But now they have like, you know, their favorite content creators to do that for them. And like, yeah, we can sit here all day and make fun of the outfits on Shake It Up. But like those were tween outfits. They're saying tween slang, dancing tween dances. Those had adult input. Someone or several someone's going, yeah, 11 year olds will like this. 11 year olds should be watching this. There's just not that oversight anymore. They're like when nine year olds see 16 year olds doing like TikTok dances meant for 25 year olds, they just see, oh, that's if they're doing it, it's okay for me to be doing it. Yeah. So that's how you see like a lot of younger people acting also on like online spaces, like older and older people, because the people they're basing their personality off of also want to be older, but not too old because that gets back to the wrinkle creams and the, the serums, whatever, which lead us back to consumerism and capitalism who could have guessed who could have guessed it all leads back our old enemy (laughs) once again the more that personhood is connected to what we can consume the more that products and things we watch will become the only signifiers to our personality tweens are too young to actually fit into young adult spaces so they need other signifiers in order to feel like they do So if they can't be 22, how can they look 22? All right, we need their outfits. They need their products. They need their bedroom layouts. They need their, you know, Velcro, like, hair rollers Mm -hmm. and their Dyson air wraps and their slang. They need to buy. They need the newest thing from that TikTok shop to prove to them, like, to prove to other people that they have that signifier. Like, no, no, I am older than my age. I can prove it. I've purchased everything that older people have. Unlike previous generations, there's no monoculture of the decade that decides what the youths are wearing, which someone mentioned this in passing, and I thought that it was very interesting. Um, I follow a lot of, um, like, people who um, be, like, do little historical, like, skits of, like, this is what a 1960s bedroom looks like. This is what a 1970s bedroom looked like. And they're all, like, full of props and whatever. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, here's what a bedroom looked at the beginning of the 60s and the end of the 60s. And those kind of videos, I feel like, don't exist anymore because there's no, like, monoculture that's, like, this is what people in the 60s would wear that lasted a whole decade. Mm-hmm. I feel like every couple of months, there's a new wave. There's a new trend going on and the old trend is out dead ass. I saw a video where it's like, here are the things that we're leaving in 2023. Gold jewelry. No, no, we are not. We are not doing that. We're like, there is no style. I feel like there isn't going to be a style of the 2020s mm-hmm. because where we were, what the style was in 2020 versus 2024 is already, we've gone through like what, three transformations already. Yeah. There's not going to be like a a 2020s style. There isn't. And so there's none of that. There's none of like, you know, I've got to fit in because at least I feel like in the 40s, there was also, you know, in the 40s and 50s, especially the joke was that all these high schoolers looked like grown ass people. Not just not just in Greece, (laughs) although that's a meme in and of itself. But like people would look at like, you know, their old yearbooks and they're like, okay, mom, you're 16 in this photo. You look 38. (laughs) Because they wanted to look like their moms and their mo- like everyone just kind of wanted to look like a baseline, whatever. But I feel like now there's less of that. There's no monoculture of what the decade will dress like, what the decade will look like. It's all kind of getting into our little algorithmic niches. Um, like there's no, you know, there's no songs. There's no like, you know, type of music that everyone is listening to. There's no style that everyone is doing. So you know, no one's wearing the same things at the same time. Nobody's listening to the same stuff. Everyone is starting to circle back into operating under their own little niches, mm-hmm. 
Return of the Clicks, baby. I want to see a High School Musical reboot where it actually does matter that you're acting outside of your click. And then it's like tapping into that like consumerist nightmare of like, don't you want to invest in skincare now, little girl, before it gets bad? It's already bad. Your skin is already bad. Mm-hmm. Spend the little money you have on anti-wrinkle creams. Hey, 19-year-old, you know the preventative Botox is helpful so you can never get those dreaded wrinkles? It never ends. And that's another thing, too, of like the more that we rely on consumerism, the more we rely on influencers and acting older, the more that those influencing like the the capitalistic tendencies is going to start going after people younger and younger mm-hmm. because there truly is no end. In what in 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 how on god's green earth can you justify to yourself to selling anti-wrinkle creams and keeping it tight serums to a nine-year-old whose skin is as fresh as it's probably ever going to be again you don't because they're money you you just see them as little walking dollar signs they don't actually see the products that that they need i remember um when like Florence by Mills came out, which was um, Millie Bobby Brown's like makeup line, her whole thing was like she wanted to make preteen, like a preteen brand that was like she has said it, she's like I want to make like a brand that like teens and preteens would actually want. These they're all clean ingredients, they're all really good for your skin, but mm-hmm. they're in like she was trying to market to that like demographic. And at the time, a lot of influencers were like, this has no fucking coverage. All right, this packaging is fucking childish, it's fucking cheap. And everyone's like, yeah, that's the point. But because of that, then tweens were like, oh, yeah, this is fucking lame. No, I don't want Florence by Mills. I want real makeup, but the real influencer, I want like, (laughs) I want Mac. I want, (laughs) I want Morph, and they don't want Morphe anymore. Um, Morphe's dead. But yeah, it's just the, the ever nature of capitalism means that you always have to keep (laughs) going up yeah your graph always has to keep going up and so if you feel that you have reached the need you have to market to younger and younger audiences at what point do we end at what point do we go oh this is like this is not sustainable if you always need like a permanent curve up of growth that you're like okay we need a new demographic how about we 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 start we we start advertising to minors with even less spending money than teens because Mm -hmm. The capitalism trainees to keep going, baby. I don't know. That was kind of the end of like my official thoughts of like where the tweens have gone. Because I feel like, again, the death of the tween really is hand in hand with like how teenagers are kind of expected to like look, you know, full grown. Mm -hmm. And whenever I try to say this, I, I, I hesitate because I feel like I sound like a grandma on a porch being like, how come girls these days look full grown? How come no one looks like a little girl these days? Everyone looks like grown up. And how is my adult son supposed to know when girls are minors? (laughs) But I feel like, you know, it, it is, it is sad to see like, you know, this idea of like, this pressure to grow up quicker than usual. And I feel like mm-hmm. that pressure has always been there, but for different circumstances. Um, and I feel like, yeah, the more that your parent, and I feel like the more that you're, if, if I was a tween today and my parents were like, no, you're a tween, be a tween. I'd be fucking miserable. I'd be like, you hate me. Yeah. You must fucking hate me. Everyone else at school has like the low rise gray sweatpants and mm-hmm. the crop tops. And they have like their perfect, like, you know, breached out waves. And I'm here with my fucking like sparkly shit. 
and I have the wrong type of, I did dead ass. If I was nine, I'd probably take the Ugg boots that my mom would have given me and I probably would have tried to cut them. Mm-hmm. And I would have been like, this is sabotage. My parents must fucking hate me because I am so completely out of the loop. I'm probably getting fucking made fun of because I'm not with it. I'm not with the trends. And then as a parent, you're in such a weird you know, predicament because you're like, do I let my kid be a kid and hate me? Or do I just have them at risk of being bullied yeah. by their like entire age demographic? what 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 do you do i don't know i don't know it's not for me <laughs> yeah um so it's, that r.i.p to the teens yeah not, into the tweens truly i feel like teen teenagers starting to hang in there i think someone said that the 2023 was supposed to be like the year of the girl and it's still smattering like really that was just like everyone putting bows on things mm-hmm. and i'm like that's that's aesthetically one that's like a coquette that's not little, that's not girl but whatever <laughs> But, like, they noted that even, like, the, the return of the girl was really only a thing for, like, pe- girls Adults. in their 20s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were not for tweens or teens who actually want to seem more grown up than they are. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I'm not about to be like, this is a brand new fucking problem. This is the internet's fault. It's because of that god. It's because of that damn phone. Yeah. But I feel like the internet, as with many things, has taken a problem that's been a problem for years and it just exacerbated it to a degree where suddenly people are like, oh, this is a problem. Yeah. And it's so normalized to the point where I don't know where to fucking go from here. Because teens have always wanted to be older than they are. Teens yeah. have always wanted to emulate teenagers, but now it's like, uh, you've given them better of a means to do so. I think it's really interesting too, because I've seen a lot of videos recently of people like kind of going through and being like influencers who I assumed were older than me. And then mm. I looked up their actual age and found out that they're in fact younger than me. Yeah. And Alex Earl comes up on a mm. lot of these lists because I think she like literally just turned, I think 23 22 or 23. <laughs> Shut up. And, well, but so many people are like, I literally thought she was like 28, 29. Um, and there's, there's like, not to call her out specifically because there are other influencers oh, yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. There, there's a lot of other influencers as, as well who I think, unfortunately, kind of fall into the same, like problem where people just assume that they're older than they are and i do think part of that is like success like Mm -hmm. it hurts to see someone younger than you who is far more successful than you will probably ever be financially um that's painful but also so many of these young adults are getting botox and Mm -hmm. filler and um just lots of like cosmetic procedures done that we are told we're supposed to do for like preventative reasons like you're getting preventative botox or like you're (laughs) getting um lip filler cheek filler to like maintain this youthful appearance it's like what do you mean maintain this youthful appearance you're 23 yeah like what do you mean you don't want to wait till it gets saggy do you because then it's too late so then it's like in kylie jenner kylie jenner is another person who i think unfortunately like just has started looking much older than like she actually is Mm -hmm. i think a lot of that is due to like the cosmetic procedures that she's had done and obviously she's not the only person but she's a good example of it um and so I, I, I think that also continues the problem of like, okay, well, now you have 23-year-olds who look like they're in their late 20s because we mm-hmm. assume that people who are getting those things done and who are getting Botox have to at minimum be 30. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, they're actually 23. And then you have 16-year-olds trying to act 23 and 23-year-olds who look 30. Mm-hmm. And then like, like it just it just continues down that path. 
um, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, the whole the whole skincare debate, I will say, is troubling when it comes to things like retinol, yeah, um, and like vitamin C serums and like things that like like, like masks that are like make you really sensitive to sunlight. Yeah, and chemical peels. I don't know yeah. who's getting like a chemical peel, but like people who don't know what it is. Yeah, but like you, and then you have these parents who are like, oh, like these are on their list, and like the packaging is colorful and cute, mm-hmm. and they're not really looking into like what it actually is and then they're putting like a nine-year-old should not be applying retinol many people do not actually know there's a lot of like research that you should put into your skincare routine if you are seeking out like those serums and chemicals and like aba or was it aba or a a haa whatever those like (laughs) you you know the ordinary like the blood one like that is a harsh chemical that you are putting on your skin it's specifically like do not put this on your skin for more than five minutes and also don't put that much on but influencers like i need to sell this product so you're only supposed to put a little bit on but if you only would watch like videos you'd be like oh this is how they do it and they like drop the entire dropper yeah so like their skin is like bright ass red and yeah you're "You're actually not supposed to do that but it's sold that way so you can use up more so you can buy a bottle faster yeah yeah and it's like i i think that is really when the issue comes into play because it's like okay who cares if a nine-year-old is buying like an eyeshadow palette or yeah. like a moisturizer so do, like, makeup badly good <laughs> yeah good good you should um but it, it it does become a problem when you're talking about like actual chemicals and things that like they're putting on their face like that's a little ridiculous um but yeah sad sad <laughs> sorry i i feel bad for the tweens i do yeah, and I, I know I said this earlier as, like, a throwaway joke, but, like, the tweens really are, like, the middle child of, like, what... Because everyone's talking about, like, little girls, teenagers, grown, like, grown-ass, but, like, the tweens, what a... Because, like, I don't know. I just feel like... And this was also probably, like, a victim of marketing itself. was, like, what if we market directly to tweens as their own individual market? And I thought that they don't do that anymore. I'm like, no, wait. Oh, no, we're not the focus of branding anymore. Like, how can they market to mm-hmm. us now? But... It's, I also find that itself kind of telling that they're like, no, marketing to tweens as their own demographic is less financially viable than just marketing to teens. And by marketing to teens, we mean marketing to <laughs> grown ass people mm-hmm. because the pipeline will do all the work they will for influence, us. Yeah. They no longer trickle down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Like, they no longer find it like necessary or even like viable to be like, okay, what's the point? Why should we like make like, sell tweens the like justice panda shirts or like the the sassy monkey shirts from like the early 2000s with the camouflage pants uh-huh. and the whatever tweens don't buy things the, to make them look like tweens they don't want to look like tweens this was our mistake tweens don't want to look like tweens they want to look 30 flirty and thriving <laughs> precisely precisely um well it is getting pitch black outside <laughs> so i believe we must retire unfortunately um, but thank you so much for your wonderful knowledge and opinions as always. <laughs> yeah, um, oh my God. I, I'm so out of the loop. We've been, uh, we've been on break too long. Um, I forgot to mention last time that we are available on <laughs> Spotify, Apple podcasts, um, and YouTube. So Damn. check <laughs> those out if you want, I guess. Um, <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye.